Yes, sir. Welcome back to another Chopper Dive podcast post game version episode. Um, coming off the immediate aftermath of a 24 16 commanders win against the Atlanta Falcons in, in the A Town, man. Uh, I am your host of the podcast, Chopper Dive podcast. Jamal Forrest in here with Dre. Uh, AJ is loading up. Matter of fact, it looked like he good to go. So let's go ahead and add in. Uh, uh, where is that? All right, but let's go ahead and add in AJ right now. Boom. I see y'all in the comments. Uh, Al two. Oh yeah, Al two. <laughs> First off, I'm so mad. I, I gave him some. I gave him some pre some 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 pre show love. And I and, that, and first thing I hear is he talking about who is this bum we have <laughs> under center, bro. That's crazy work. Um, but nah, he followed up with call me FA two hill today, bro. He had himself a game. Hell yeah, he sure did, man. Uh, Al two appreciate you checking in. Who who is Al two talking about? Is he talking about Sam Howell? Oh yeah, the under center part. He was talking about. Yeah. He was talking about Sam. <laughs> he was talking about Sam. Um, but listen up. Uh, before we even get started any further, uh, appreciate y'all checking in. If you are just tuning in, if you're watching live, make sure you hit that like button and that subscribe button. We definitely appreciate that. Podcast side, audio side, man. If you're listening, um, hit us with a, a rating and review or a follow if you haven't done so with that either. Um, but yeah, man, he talking about he talking about Alton. We got a, we got a couple ways to go with this game and, and some positives and then some. Some, I mean, when you when when it ends the way it ends, you, it ain't it ain't all pretty. But anyway, fellas, how y'all doing, bro? Y'all good? Did y'all did y'all were y'all calm, cool, collected on that last drive for the Atlanta Falcons? Did y'all think something was about to happen? <laughs> I was calm, cool, and collected because of who they had under center. Like I had no faith that Desmond Ritter was going to lead a game winning drive against us, man. <laughs> and he came through for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I. Hey. I didn't really care about a win or loss with the game, but after after like the coaching decisions, it, it was it was a bad, like Drake said, bad combination. It was a bad combination between Arthur Smith and, and Desmond Ritter. Like they both they both showed deficiencies in their management of the game and decision making in the game, like literally on the field, play calling, like that was that was a loss by two individuals all the way. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was crazy kind of seeing how everything lined up. Um for them to for them to have initially, I think it was early what sometime in the third quarter, I believe, those issues in, in, in the red zone with, with the, the play calls, the delay of games, um, and then the very next play almost having another delay of game. Um, and you would have thought they got it fixed after that drive, and then they came back to have some more issues in a in an even more critical moment. Where they needed some points, um, and I think it led to it, that one. Ultimately, led to Ben St. Juice first career interception, the one he'd been waiting on for for goddamn twenty years. It feel like. Um, but let's go ahead and get into our one sentence takeaways. 
uh we are going to go through so i, I every single week i put it on twitter so figure i go ahead and go through the turn rundown first and then we can swing our way with some i ain't going it's it's so many i'll just name a couple of them um dh um on the mic mentioned <laughs> he said we better have one um isaiah said defense is back chad wist says eb play calling needs to be better um tim walk on water said a win is a win but still lots of work to do uh king mccain desmond ritter is <laughs> he said desmond ritter is somehow worse than washington's defense um Amani, <laughs> great what's, what's going on Amani? i hope you i hope you end up turning in he said falcons coaching staff bailed us out um alex atlanta beat themselves uh zim our guy zim um you know, he ain't, he ain't never really going. You know, Zim ain't never happened. Yeah, I'm about to say. You, you know what Zim going to say. But Zim said, both teams wasting time until their staffs are gone. <laughs> um, And then one more. Let's find one more. Um, Brandon said, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Brandon said, plan not to lose uh, late is for suckers, but it worked today. Um, here go, Monty. There, there you go, man. I was just talking about you reading your um your one sentence takeaway, man. So, uh, for for us, um, and for me, I would say, uh, you know, it was a, it was a very entertaining game if you look at it from the outside perspective. It was a very entertaining game, but it should have never been as close as it was, uh, for for Washington at that. Um, but yeah, because we kind of do the, are we going to elaborate or? Just stick with the sentence. I'm going to just stick with my sentence and keep it pushing. I don't want to upset AJ today. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my one sentence takeaway, and I'll be real brief. Thank you, Atlanta. I mean, I'm just going to elaborate a little bit, AJ, if that's fine with you. And I'm just going to say that second half was a battle of who wanted it less. And Atlanta did a much better job than Washington in that second half of that. Thank you, Atlanta. Uh, I think for me, probably say, uh, riddle me this or riddle me that. (laughs) (laughs) Look, man, you know what's so crazy about this game? Um, I was talking to, I I swear, like, I was following along, like, I was watching the, the way this game was flowing for Washington, and what threw me was like, by when the game ended. Atlanta had racked up over 400 yards against this defense. 400 yards, and Washington finished the game with 193 yards on 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 the day for for their offense. Um, now we were trying to figure out like there had to be more numbers, right? Obviously, Sam Howe took five sacks um, for for 30 yards. Um, so if you add in those those yards that they took away from due to the sacks, you're talking about a, even with a team just barely barely over 200 yards of total offense on the day. Um, context speaking. We're gonna we're gonna go. We can go everywhere, anywhere with this game, right? But contextually speaking, you think about the the Jamison Crowder punt return that says Washington up in good field position. So that takes away what he had a sixty yard return. Was it sixty yarder or something like that? Um. Anyway, what? Oh, matter of fact, let me take a look. Um, he had like a sixty yard return. Sixty one yards. Yep, there we go. Sixty one yard return. So that takes away, uh, obviously, a lot of opportunity for Washington's offense there. But you score on the next draft. So that's converting for an opportunity that your special teams gave you. Um, and then, obviously, the Kendall Fuller interception in the second half that he returns for, I believe, 23 yards. And you score in two plays on that one. So you're converting on the opportunities that 
you were given from your special teams and your defense, right? And and that's that's very good for for that offense on the offense side of the football. But I do think also in that first half, Washington's offense was just as efficient as it seemed. Like you you wonder where the yards went, but they scored a lot. What I think three out of their first four drives in the first half um, was was ultimately uh, points for the, for the team. And I think that's where you racked up um, your 16 or your 17. So I, I think for for at least one half of football, you get a really good a really good showing from these guys. And then in that second half, right, you're talking about a team who had one, two, three, four. They ended the game with four straight punts. Um, and their longest drive was five plays for 15 yards. Um, though it did take three minutes off the clock. So um, a lot of things where you think about what went right, what went wrong. Um, Terry McLaurin showed up today. Uh, Sam Howe in that first half, things looked smooth up until he couldn't get the ball out of his hands in, in, in time to, to, to avoid pressures or, or even hits and, and sacks and things like that. But um, I really like how things looked in that first half to the point where you are trying to get people involved. I just don't know where things are wrong in that second half. Ultimately putting that pressure and that stress back on your defense to make more plays. The only good thing is this week they actually did it. They came through with the help of Desmond Ritter for three interceptions on the day. Jamin Davis got his first pick on the season um, of his career. Career. And then you get Ben St. Juice, as we mentioned earlier, his first pick of his career. Um, and then Kendall Fuller starting it off with uh obviously him just jumping a pass and knowing the situation, man. So a uh, really good play for for some people. And I didn't even touch on some of the other players. Well, I obviously bring up I know Al too brought him up to start the game. But yeah, I'll, I'll stop there in terms of my overall thoughts, and then we can kind of get into some more specifics. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm saying some of the comments or whatever. Uh, Amani said, How's improving? It's hard to tell with the sacks, but he's getting better. I don't know what you mean when you say that, because uh, it seemed like How got a fetish for getting sacked. Um, I mean, the boy will not let the ball go. I think it's going to have to take him getting concussed to start getting the ball out quicker because that's really what killed the second half. Like he was holding on to the ball too much. It's too many times that there was either opportunity for him to run or, or to just get the ball out of his hands. He's holding on to the ball and it's, it's making drives longer than what it should be. Now you're in second and 17. You're in second and, and, and long, like it shouldn't be the case. Um, I didn't have an issue with Eric Bieniemy's play calling. I, I feel like it was it was good overall. Um, yeah, it's just interesting to me that uh, you said it's, it's – it's, I said, what's that, six straight weeks, weeks for you? So, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I didn't have an issue with his play calling. Perfect. But I'm, I'm saying, I didn't really – It's very what, on what could you really? What, what could you really pinpoint – in any of these weeks to really like call him out on when you've typically been down, like now you have somewhat of a lead, but at the same token, your quarterback is putting you in positions where you now are having to call plays for second and long <laughs> and then third and long. It's like, I, I, I don't right, know. Cause I mentioned, I mentioned that in the, in, when we, when we were talking, bro, in that, that first, after the, after the first drive, like I, I now granted, there was like fifteen more. I hope you not. There. I hope you not about to say feed B Rob. Nah, I, no. What I'm saying, first of all, first of all, that's that's actually factual. Um, that that needs to happen every single week. That does. I'm not even talking about. I'm not even talking about B Rob. Yeah, what I'm saying is, what I'm what 
I look for you don't have to keep hating on B Rob, bro. Just because you just because you don't like him. The truth is the truth is in the nah, pudding. He he up he show up very no. he show up very weak, bro. AJ no, is the, his the, opinion the running, from the running of game. Season. That's what I'm the saying. The running game does yeah. not exist, bro. Like but what you but but what I'm saying, what I'm see, look, you going straight to the run game. Like when I say feed B Rob, I'm literally like that's all about touches. You have to get him the ball. It don't have to be a, a handoff. But what I was even getting to, because I don't want to get sidetracked with, with Brian Robinson. My point was um when I mentioned when we talked in the first that for, after that first drive about how they were getting in those third and long situations, right? And getting behind the sticks. I think the main thing is like that offense had to find a way to be better on second down. Um, there were several opportunities where um now granted, let's kind of we're talking about how here, we're talking about the enemy, we're we're like we can transition into like the things that actually worked and helped this team out today. Um, even in the first half is what they did. Like Sam Howe had a really good first half. Um, even the enemy, they also they all had a really good first half. I think specifically when you think about red zone, right? Uh converting in, in situations where you you stop a your defense gets you off the field. I mean, gets them the, the Falcons offense off the field on a turnover on down situation, right? Um, all these opportunities that you get granted by your by your defense or your special teams, and you come over there and convert, which is really good. And you did that in the first half, you did that to start the second half. But I think when you look at how you call a run play and how it's executed, right? The execution is what really hurts you. You get behind the sticks, you don't produce a yard. I mean, excuse me, you produce like one yard, two yards or something like that, right? Um, and now you're looking at a third and nine. Or maybe you're talking about a situation where you look at, because you mentioned Sam Howe in some of these instances. Like some of these things, it's a culmination of, of, of why, these, why some of these plays aren't working. Like the second and... Let's see. I think it was the first, yeah, second and seventeen on that first drive where they tried Antonio Gibson up the middle. I I don't understand what the plan was there. I mean, he trips, so you only get a yard. But at the same time, like, st- what's the point of if you're going to drop back and pass, and, and that's that's your version of getting getting your quick runs in or your or your run game? Like, why are we even giving the ball to Antonio Gibson in that instance? Um, but I think ultimately, man, it's it's not even because I don't even have like a huge issue. I was really just joking about the enemy thing. I don't think it was a, a terrible game. I don't think it was like a, a very good game from Eric Bieniemy. I think it was like a so-so, um, so-and-so. Like it wasn't nothing special out of that. Um, but for, for Washington to go out in that second half and produce those four straight punts, that's a little bit alarming. But shout out to the people who actually did convert and show up in that day. I think, like I said, Brian Robinson, I think he had a really good game. You saw how angry he was running. And, and like my thing with Brian, and I'll get to, I talked on Terry for a little bit. Um, my thing with Brian is like, I don't know if this is true, but I do think my my guess is he's getting the ball and he's finishing runs instead of going out of bounds in some instances, which is what he usually does. But like he was literally locked in on defenders, whether they were in the middle of the field, whether they were near the sideline, locking in on them and saying, yeah, fuck you. I'm finna run you over or we're going we're going we're going to go head to head. We're going to see who we're going to see what's good like. I think that was something of a sense of look. If I'm not going max, if I'm not going to get as many touches that I want to get, I'm gonna make sure the defense feel it every single time I touch the rock. And and I think that's something that when you get that mentality for a team, it, it only a matter of time until people can adapt or see like how you playing on film in terms of your teammates, see how you playing on film, or even see on the sideline how you playing is like I love this energy. I need to keep feeding you. Um, but then also again, Terry, the fact that they were able to find ways to get them involved. Um, he converted what uh, several first downs throughout the day, um, and, and extended some drives throughout the day. That was really big for Washington. 
Um, I, I just like how they use their playmakers today um, for the most part, ma mainly Terry and B-Rob. It wasn't really anybody else that really stood out. Curtis Samuel had a couple good plays, uh, but I really think Terry and, and, and Brian Robinson and obviously Sam Howell to an extent kind of led the way on the offensive side of the football. Yeah, I mean, just overall offensively, um, you know, my main complaint, but I, I don't believe it's going to change at all during the season. Sam Howe getting rid of the ball quicker and yeah. making decisions like either it's bad, either bro. you want to either you want to run or you don't like if you see a hole there and you already have went through your one read or whatever progression you supposedly doing just run or throw the ball away like but to be hesitant when things break down it, as far as like what your eyes are seeing is is hella frustrating and it's like luckily it's just been sacks and it hasn't been more so like strips uh strip sack fumbles. Uh, which could completely change the game. Um, defensively, I mean, you just said that Atlanta had over 400 some yards in their run first bro. team. They're, they're a run first team. They're Drake run Lennon second a team. They're, you know, third, they're, they're, <laughs> they're third run team. It's like if they had a better quarterback, they easily would have won this game, like straight up. Because there, there was mismatches all over the place. You got like, Danny Johnson is probably like 5'9", defending Drake London. Like, that's just get out the post, my boy. Like, <laughs> that's that's an easy play. I mean, you know, congrats to, to Ben getting his first career interception. Jamin got his first career interception. That's how bad Ritter is, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Ritter is ass. And then I just feel bad for Atlanta. Like, they just got a bad quarterback situation because – if they put in Taylor Heineke, it's not going to get any better for him. It's going to get actually worse. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I <Bruh>. disagree. <laughs> it, it's, it's only going to get worse for them, like, if they put him in. But either way, it's like they – Hold on, I missed it. Put, you said if they put – it's going to get worse if they put who in? Heineke. If they put you in Taylor Heineke. Worse. I disagree. It, it'd yeah, be worse. They probably would. Like, they probably – Go ahead. Hey, I mean – it would have been it would have been nice to see it happen just so I can so I can uh, hear the fans. But at the end of the day, you know they got the dub. I didn't think that they was gonna pull it off. Um, it was just it was just poor game planning by the head coach and game management by the quarterback overall. Um, this would have been a perfect game for an Emmanuel Forbes to be able to play in, but unfortunately. He didn't get any defensive snaps. Uh, I really probably seen Quan Martin play like two, two snaps or something that I caught with my eye defensively. And the one he had a strip sack fumble, but unfortunately Cody Barton came in and and hit Ritter in the face uh, with his hands, so that got called back as a roughing. In real time, I actually thought that boy. I thought he. I thought he had batted the ball, but I mean on replay he ran smack into. Him. Yeah, so I mean, at the end of the day, man, they they got they dub. Uh, next week is who the Eagles? Um, or is wait, it? Did we had the two road games yet? I think we got one more, right? We got one more game before Philly. Let me double check. I'm just make sure. I'm it's not some sure. division. Opponent. Uh, Atlanta, New York is New York. Yeah, I'm about to say I know we had two road games, so it's New York next and then Philly. Yeah, so I mean, at the end of the day, like it is what it is. Um, I think. Uh, the pressure, the pressure uh, helped to generate some of those turnovers, but ultimately, 
Uh, still was a bad performance from the defense, in, in my opinion. But, you know, I'm I'm just so content with the season, bro. Like, I'm content with how the play call is going to be defensively. I'm content with who Sam Howell is. Like, I just know what time it is. You feel me? So, <laughs> if they win, um, they win. If they don't, they don't. Oh, he missed the kick. Oh wow! The Brown, the I Browns just yeah, I just I just seen that too. I just seen that too. I thought they won. They over there. I mean, it's, that's a good that's a good job. <laughs> they had to come back and win that one. Um, he, we could say if about a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, that, I mean that's true. Um, by the way, Giants. Yeah, we got the Giants. So I, I think when you look at uh how Washington kind of started the day, uh obviously it was like a it was like a Drake London. And excuse me, defensively, I don't know if I said that. It was a Drake London and Kyle Pitts show to start off. Um, I don't understand, like when you mentioned Danny Johnson. Um, I now I, I was eating during that first quarter. I mean, uh, first drive, first two drives, maybe. So I don't know exactly. I, I know he was double team. Kyle Pitts was. I don't know if he was bracketed or anything, but I'm trying to figure out how nobody was over top of Kyle Pitts on that play, and you had two commanders. Uh, de- defenders trailing him. Um, now that was a really good ball that Desmond Ritter <laughs> threw on that touchdown pass to, to Kyle Pitts. Like the ball placement was really good. It was going to be hard for anybody to make a play on it at that moment. But from the initial start of the play, I don't understand how you even put yourself in, in position to to trail um, Kyle Pitts in that in that instance, right? And in um, uh, Dre made a. a a funny point. I mean, it, it was just the truth, but you couldn't really blame a Mario Forbes on a play like that, right? Um, and, and honestly, when you look at Drake London, London's day, right? Nine catches 125 yards on the day that may have been his career high in both. I'm not sure. Um, but you're talking about a person who really ate over the middle all day outside of that one big play on the sideline where um he's making a play over uh, Ben St. Juice for the catch. Uh, but but point being, like he's working the middle of the field. Uh, he's eating. He's making some tough grabs on the sideline, um, and and like that's not kind of what you see from this offense, especially from a team who wants to try and establish a ground game. And for and to an extent that they they did in that second half, Tyler Algier started popping off with some some good runs. Um, Bijan surprisingly, uh, Washington held him in check. Thirteen carries for uh, thirty seven yards. I honestly thought with with them averaging just under four yards a carry today. I thought that this was probably one of their better days on the ground defensively. Washington's defense. Um, you saw some instances where Khalid Cousin started to get in the game, and he made an impact. Like that fourth down stop in on the goal line, um, being able to 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 I forgot who he combined with on the tackle, but stopping. I think it was Algiers for momentum and driving them back um, to to get a ball back to the Washington Commanders offense. Um, and obviously, you saw Quan Martin on a couple plays. Uh, the, the first few wasn't that memorable. But then you see what you mentioned, AJ, towards the end. Um, I think it was a it was a fire zone or maybe a cat blitz, like the cornerback blitz. Um, but he he disguised it so well off the edge, um, where he he ran and in time to time to snap up well and was able to get to the to the quarterback in an instant. Um, and that's that's really good because one of the things that, that Washington has struggled with is 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 actually one holding their disguise as long as they possibly can, but then two actually holding it long enough, but still getting to the quarterback at, at this time that he's about to throw it or before he throws it. So for Quan to make that impact um, for, as a blitzer in his first 
first game where he saw defensive action was really good. Um, and then obviously up front, um, it, it wasn't like I, I think Casey Tuhill was probably the, the person where you look at that defense and say, bro, like, where did all this come from for Casey? I was like, where did all this come from? Like, I, I never seen Casey that fast on the sidelines. I never seen him hog down quarterbacks like that. And, and Desmond Ritter's not a slow quarterback. Um, and nor is he like a person who's who's that slow in terms of processing, like whether he needs to get rid of the football or not. And he's able to hog him down several times on the sideline to the point where he actually ends up sacking him on one of them. Um, and the other time he gets close to him, like gets him as soon as he's about to throw it and he gets rid of the football. Um, Casey Tua had a really good game today, man. And 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 I don't know what that's gonna look like for the rest of the season. But making some impact play, impact plays today really helped contribute to uh, uh, some of the some of the the punts that that excuse me that, some of the punts that Washington forced man. So uh, I guess shout out to shout out to Casey and, and shout out to some of the people who had to step up in in absence of um, a Derek Forrest and um, Jeremy Reeves and I mean in in essence Emmanuel Forbes. Although and it's the last thing I'll say. Although I I don't think. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, what's the dude's name? Um, the cornerback. Uh, where is he at? Danny Johnson. My bad. I don't think Danny Johnson had the best of games. Um, also didn't think he had the best of games last week. I think that this is just a uh, it's more so of a uh, um, Emmanuel. If you don't do it, I'm gonna show you somebody who who I who I eat while I don't think he's as good as you. I'd rather put him out there and and have you sit on the sideline type of situation. So. I guess shout out see, to the replacements. And I was going to say my issue with that is, you know, you trot Emmanuel Forbes out there against A.J. Brown, the D.J. Moore. You know, I mean, these are top flight wide receivers in the NFL. Falcons don't really have nobody like that. So you bench him today and you put Danny Johnson out there. Now, again, I'm with you. I don't think Danny Johnson had the best of games. I know he had a DPI. Um, I think he was involved in one of the touchdowns they allowed. But yep. Again, you don't put – yeah, I mean, but, you know, I didn't think you could have did any worse with Forbes out there. I mean, it wasn't like you were putting him out there against the A.J. Browns or isolating him against some of the best receivers in the game today, you know. Um, so I don't know if they plan on, you know, going with Forbes anytime for soon or, you know, this is just a, a permanent bench him. But it, it's kind of crazy to watch in real time that basically he's the only one that they've kind of disciplined and singled out on that defense. Like everyone else is fine. They're saying Forbes is the one. You know, this is the guy we got to bitch. So who knows what happens with that going forward. Um, but Casey Tuhill, man, I mean, he had a hell of a game. Breakout game for him. Hopefully it was some kind of breakout game. I would love to see him be a guy that, you know, some kind of unheralded guy that you had sitting in the wings ready, especially when you know you got to pay somebody on this defensive line this offseason, whether it be Montez or Chase. Like Casey Tuhill, if he's turning into something, man, that gives you a lot of flexibility and leverage when it comes to negotiating this summer. So that was a great game by him. I thought um, that closing speed, like I didn't like that closing speed. I didn't expect that at all when he got rid of um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, I was like, damn, is that Jared Allen? <laughs> you know, um, but what's his name? Chase Young. Um, you know, I love the pressures, man. I, I do. I, I love the pressures, but he got to finish. We have to start seeing Chase Young start to finish some of these plays. Um, you know, he lets Ritter go on a sack that he should have had, and they end up getting a first down. A couple of other times you see Chase just almost there, but that's kind of been the theme with Chase. It's like he's almost there, but he's not there. And you want to see, see him start to finish some of those plays. Uh, Quan Martin, man, loved him today. I mean, even though, you know, he didn't get a lot of snaps, but I felt like we saw him. We noticed him when he was in the game today, at least. I mean, like uh, AJ said, 
strip sack he should have had. Um, you know, he was probably around and involved in a couple of other plays. Hopefully this is something going forward. But you don't know if the guy can play if you don't play him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It seems like we find this out after. Would you Go ahead, Jamal. No, I'm just going to add. I'm yeah. just adding to the conversation. So Rivera yeah. post game when asked, um, this is just defensive side. When asked if they'll stick with this personnel, go back to Emmanuel Forbes next week. Quote unquote, uh, we'll see how things go. And that was it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. we we already know what they plan on doing. They're not going to let Forbes play unless somebody get hurt. Like yep. that. That's just how how they move, and and that's why I hate the move because it's like you can't learn on the bench. It's like we got Cody Barton pretty much learning. Yeah, he's been in the league for some years, but. This really kind of like his first opportunity to to man that middle, like for sure. You know, he went to the season as a starter, whereas in Seattle, Jordan Brooks ended up getting hurt along the way. I think he tore his ACL, and that's what propelled him. But I I hate the management of, of what's going on with Emmanuel Forbes uh, overall because I feel like you can only learn and understand the, the speed of the game by being out there. And getting in those live reps, if you don't have somebody on the bench, he can't do anything. So now what what takes place for Emmanuel Forbes, as soon as someone gets injured, now you're going to be scrambling to put him in the mix and going forward. Like, I just don't think it's it's fair. Like, this was a perfect matchup for Emmanuel Forbes because they were going to get – the corners were getting to sit down on routes. Like, that's why Fuller was able to get his pick, you know – Jamin, Jamin got his pick because of a bad play call. Like in that position, when I seen Bijan flank outside, I'm like, oh, this is a this a fly route. <laughs> Never in a million years that I think he was gonna run inside. <laughs> that that was insane. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what's gonna happen with Emmanuel Forbes. It, it just I sucks. do think they got a point though. Um, and that's one of the, that's one of my things with with Forbes. Jay Tyler mentioned it, Al too mentioned it as well. I think one of the, the bigger things when you look at at Jamin, I'm sorry, I said Jamin, sorry. Um, when you look at uh, Forbes, is is literally like he's a he's a risk when you have him out there in like run pass situations. Like when you have a when you have a, <coughs> a, a two way a two way option uh, as an offense. Um, I've I've never seen like I've seen I've seen him in particular play this way throughout the season and in college, but like a person who is that disinterested slash making business decisions as a tackler, bro. Like that is dangerous for a defense, bro. And that's where the your explosion come from who? on your, on your, on, in the run game. Like that's where that but, stuff comes from is a person who struggles to even get his nose dirty. Like you got, you got to be able to stick, stick your nose in the, Ma, in the who's football, fault? bro. Who's, whose fault is that? They ain't, they ain't the manual force fault. He ain't, ain't draft himself. It's, but that's not like but that's, that's my that's, issue. That's too far. That's <laughs> like, too far. That's too, that's too far out of the situation. Like you, you pick them right, but but you know for a fact you can't. You, like you can't risk putting him out there in the run game or having teams scheme scheme up ways to to run his way. Um, and and that's like sure that like the pick is made. Like we passed that point now. The pick is made. Like no, what, what's not, going on now is a result. Though. Like. But 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 what's going on now is a result of the was is a result of the, the or the excuse me the consequences of picking him like this is the risk that you take picking Emmanuel Forbes is because that man struggles uh, in terms of uh, making tackles and getting physical in the run game that is or even not even just the run game like tackling period like it's certain it's only certain ways where he gets physical and and that's not you, like tackling is one of his flaws. 
but you have all the resources, all the tape to know how this person should fit within your scheme, right? And if you have, if you sit there and you have guys like Christian Gonzalez, Joey Porter, uh, Deontay Banks still on the board available for you when you have your pick and you really want an aggressive corner to play in the box and be a willing tackler, you then don't take an Emmanuel Forbes because now you're stuck with that issue for the rest of the season and your tenureship as head coach or DC. You feel me? Like, I'm, so I'm not saying you're wrong at all. Like, I a thousand percent agree with you saying, right? All I'm saying is at that point, like, you, you, we're, we're pat, like, we're, uh, six months, six months away from their decision. Like, this is what we're looking at now is, is the consequences of that decision. And, and like, you got to find a way to maneuver. So when, so only reason why I bring this up is like, when you say things about, um, he should be in the game, like, sure. From a coverage standpoint, if we, if we want to look at it from a, from a one, from, from a one way, like conversation, sure. Like if, if they're just, if Atlanta's going to drop back 60 times in the game, this is a perfect game for Emmanuel Forbes. But the reality is they're going to run it, and, and, and they ran it what twenty nine times. But twenty nine times. But, but, but I mean, but, but, but Maul, he's still a first round pick corner that you took. So it's like if you're concerned about him not being a willing tackler, you don't draft him because at some point but, he's going to have to tackle not even just outside of the division within your division. You got mostly teams that run the ball like. It's going to be an issue going for uh, going forward, no matter what. Like, so that again, that's you, I, you spot on, bro. You spot and, on. I'm and, not, and I'm not his, disagreeing his, with that, bro. But here's my thing, and I agree with both of you all. Now we know what his limitations are. They knew what his limitations were when they drafted him. But all right, are we not playing him no more? Because now we say, oh, man, can't a, tackle. Uh, put that man <laughs> you know, in a dime situations, bro. You get yeah, I mean, your four receivers out there. Go ahead, right. Hey, Emmanuel, go ahead, get your reps in, bro. <laughs> what's the I mean, what's the solution? Because you have to find a solution. You can't just say we're not playing him no more because he just don't make tackles. He's not going to go up and make tackles. This guy is unplayable. No, you have to find some kind of solution. Okay, you benched him. You made your point. You actually made a point in the Chicago game when you benched him. Now, today, I'm, I could be wrong. I haven't seen any snap count. I don't think that stuff is out right now. But I don't think he played a snap at all today. You know, so oh, what's no, the yeah, what's the yeah what's the answer going forward for him? Because telling me he, he you can't play him is not an option for me at this point. Because now you're just telling me we can just throw first round picks away now because the guy made you know he he didn't do what you wanted him to do in a couple of games. So what is the solution going forward? And the problem is I don't think they have a solution going forward. I mean, but in the meantime, yeah, I'm happy with the win. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's cool. But again, I thought it was a battle of who wanted it less again. But I do think they have to find some kind of you know ground with Emmanuel maybe you ease him back in or something but I don't think the option going forward is you don't play him anymore because he wouldn't tackle in a couple of games yeah that that yeah. that's my mm-hmm. that's my major issue you feel me because it's like if now you don't have a solution on the fly and you just waiting for an injury to happen it's like this team could have used a contributor in so many different ways with that pick or you could have got some draft capital if you didn't want to take nobody you feel me but it's like yeah. You have to you have to play this guy. I understand that we we say like he's the scapegoat right now, like other guys should get moved off the field. But it's like when when we seen someone play for five weeks and then you just pull them off and they don't get no defensive snaps and they're healthy, it's kind of like, so what the hell are you doing? Like yeah. <laughs> that that's my issue. That's my frustration. It's like at some point he's gonna have to get out there 
and even show you, hey, I could be a willing tackler. But you can't tackle nobody when you're not in the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't do like I said, man, a thousand times. I, I don't, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. Um, and I don't disagree with what you added as well, Dre. Um, and, and I think uh the more important thing that you mentioned, Dre, was it needs to be more solution-based. Um, like we know what we know now, but how do you find a way to to have him on the field where he can possibly make an impact? Now, I do think a personnel situation where you do see um, maybe a, a third and long or a second and long, um, or you see a, a empty formation or you see a, excuse me, four receiver set or something like that. That may be a perfect time to get Emmanuel Forbes out there. Right. Um, and you could go from there and see, see what he can do in them, in those instances. But I, I don't, I, I just don't know. Uh, and this is swinging now to AJ's point. I don't know if the coaches are willing to even explore that option. Like they may not even be be willing to explore that option. They'll they'll just like I said, that's where that's where Danny Johnson comes in. They may be very well comfortable with like, I would rather do it our way than than trying to make this thing work with Emmanuel Forge right now. But to that point, like that's even a, a a larger concern because let's swing back to like one of the more original things. Who the hell in this goddamn draft class is seeing time on the field? Quan Martin, I'm glad that he came out uh, today and he actually made an impact play if it wasn't for the penalty, right? Um, so that was good to see. And I think that's a building block, right? You saw what he was able to do as a blitzer, and now maybe you can find ways to disguise him as a blitzer when he's on the field. Or maybe like you you add on to like his coverage ability, like where can he where can he play for you all? Um, but but how, how do you dress things up for, for, for Quan where he can make an impact for your defense? He can be like your ace in terms of um, how you can utilize him. Um, and, and and maybe that works. So it's 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 good to see positive from Quan defensively, and that's also a confidence booster, right? When you think about a young player who had a rough preseason, um, and for for whatever it's worth, all of our opinions, um, we know how we feel about a person who who really got in his feelings, um, on social media, like jotting down people who was talking about him, and then ultimately, like I think he shut his Twitter down, if I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong, but point being, like having that confidence booster from a person who struggled and he knew that he struggled in the preseason having a good game like that when or, or good snaps good reps when you have your first moment your first action as a rookie um in week six of the regular season for the first time that's a really good sighting for him so maybe they do build on that uh but point being this this rookie class you got to find a way to make things work because right now it's, it's looking bad on so many different levels kj henry inactive um Andre Jones, Andre Jones inactive. he got some snaps. Nah, he got some. Oh, snaps. Andre was active. Yeah, he uh he came in for Chase Young like probably the second to last drive. He played a lot oh, of Lord. those snaps. That was that was his that was his first drive of the day. That was his first drive of the day. If I'm not mistaken, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I seen it. Okay, he was he was okay. definitely in the game. Okay, so, that, so that's good though. That's good though. So they 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 work him in, they worked him into the game. Um, I don't even know how I missed that, but shit happens. Um, but yeah. Okay, uh, Andre Jones first snaps of the season outside of the Arizona game came back again today. Um, and then obviously we know Ricky is inactive or maybe third string or something like that. And we know the other dude Daniels behind him is on IR. Um, so they got to find, find ways to make this rookie class work and, and recover. Even Mitchell Tinsley who played in the first game against the Cardinals. I don't remember the last time he even played. Yeah. Rodriguez got some snaps today. Uh, seems like he spilled 
Yep. He spilled uh and he was good probably the main game. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, he looked he looked uh efficient in the snaps that he got. I mean, yeah, man. Like, like I said, I'm so content with the season, bro. Like I'm just waiting to see who they hire as a general manager and, and the next head coach because you you can't keep putting a team that needs help in these situations where players aren't aren't playing and you're not acquiring the right pieces to help your team get to the next level. Like it's just so frustrating to, to watch. But you know, I, I, I hope the best for Emmanuel Forbes this year. But if if I were if I knew him, I would tell him, man, just be prepared to play when somebody get hurt. Cause that's the only way you getting in at this point. Cause there's, we, we all know there's no, there's no rotation. Even Quan, like we, we giving him a little bit of kudos, but they didn't have him really in rotation today and they don't have another safety to use. You know, if, if you really look at it, uh, Cam Curl didn't really play in the box as much today. They, they literally had him playing strong safety a lot. So um, yeah, I don't, I guess we'll we'll see when the snap count come out. Uh, yeah. is it is it available right now? I don't know. I think they use it to be available. I, I want to say Quan. Yeah, I want to really say Quan got Monday. under. Oh, okay. I want to say he got under five snaps today. But see, <laughs> and, and my <laughs> my thing is my my issue is like it's cool. All right, I get it. You you're disciplined at Forbes, but as AJ mentioned earlier, you got Barton out there. Who, when he made a two, he made a tackle today on a running back that had a two yard carry, and I was like, "Damn!" I told my son we was watching the game. I said, "That's the first time I seen that guy make a play in his career here." You know, I mean, but then he had the uh, rough in the passer, which was a rough in the pass. I know a lot of Commanders fans didn't like the call, but he went high, he hit the helmet. That's the rule. I mean, you got to be more yeah. disciplined when you come in with your rush. But Barton, yeah. he's out there costing the team too. He's costing them whether it be that type of penalty or whether he just not he can't make plays. <laughs> like, I mean, he's a linebacker, and I, I could be wrong, but before this game, I, I look at the stats. He's had zero tackles for losses all season, and that's kind of unheard of for a guy that's your Mike and your, you know, your linebacker. <laughs> like the guy has zero tackle for losses. Yeah, that, like that's, I mean, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, that's he, insane. Exactly, factual. That is insane. He has a lot of tackles, no TFLs, and that's impactful in a linebacker game. Now we're not expecting him to go out there and be prime Bobby Wagner or anything close to that. But that's a good catch, bro. Yeah, he ain't got none. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, he has zero tackle for losses this season. So I mean, my thing is, when do you start holding accountability for other players? It's like they're making a point, you know, a, 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 a real force point with Emmanuel Forbes, but you get let guys like Barton go out there and pretty much make no impact or negative impact in games for your defense. I mean, he's really, you know, you, that, that linebacker is food. That, that, that spot right there that he plays is food for the defense. I mean, you can eat across the middle. You don't have to worry about him attacking and getting past the line of scrimmage, making tackles, but he plays every snap. I think he's a hundred percent every game and, you know, for snap count. So when do you kind of hold that accountability across the board? That's just my issue when you start putting Forbes in this box and you put this microscope on him. Let's switch it up right quick, man. Um, Just acknowledge Jamison Crowder for a second. Um, This entire season for for Jamison, like, mind you, um, you're looking at a a, a team who was so content with putting Dax Mill back there. And if he did not get hurt, he was going to be back there again. 
And I can guarantee you six weeks into the season, I would have, I would never have seen any, like Jameson has had a couple uh, returns where he popped off, uh, made some short area moves and made people miss and, and showed his quickness to, 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 to get a few yards upfield. Um, and, and I haven't seen that from Dex at all. And I can't even bank on him ever doing something like that. And, and for, for Jameson, we briefly mentioned his return earlier, but like being able to flip the field like that. Um, and he's had moments in the past before as well, past meaning this season. Um, I know one specific one, I, I don't remember what week it was, but he popped off for like a 20 or 30 yarder and he got called back for like holding or something like that. Um, and, and Jameson, as old as he is, he should have housed it after he beat that punter. Um, but I think for, for him coming in, I, I think that kind of, what's the word? It takes the egg off the coach's face or something. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but he's he's saving the coaching staff and, and they made the right decision bringing him in, but he's also making them look even better because of their decision. Like the only reason why he's playing is because that got hurt, but he's making them look better. And, and maybe you you even looking at like if you're if your team is uh performing the way they are on special teams without Dax, um I don't know what Dax long term situation looks like in Washington. Uh, we may not even have to talk about that because, you know, it is what it is. But um, Jameson Crowder had a really good day to day, even even though you're talking about one big return. It was also it was a literal uh, reason why Washington scores what two plays later. Hey, look, that Jameson Crowder punt return. I mean, it was huge. I mean, he looked like the guy we had, you know, years ago before he went off, you know, to other teams, the Jets and the Bills. But that's another thing. You know, we were just talking about this. If Dax Milne doesn't enter the season on IR, you're not seeing Jamison Crowder here. You're seeing Dax Milne still catch these fair catches. You know, every punt return was a fair catch. You know, I mean, yeah, he caught the ball. It just seems like all they cared about was ball security on punt returns. You know, they didn't care about anybody that had the dynamic ability to kind of flip field position or even possibly possible get you a score. You know, but Jamison Crowder can still do it. I mean, he's still out here. And it's funny because I think I read the stat and this is I think this is right. Jamison Crowder almost had the first punt return for a touchdown for Washington since Jamison Crowder returned a punt return for a touchdown in yeah. 2016, seven years ago. So, I mean, yeah. I just go to show you how long they've kind of neglected that end of the uh, return game, even though DeAndre Carter for that one year was kind of that dynamic guy. And he actually had a kickoff return for a touchdown against the Falcons. You know, if Ron Rivera could coach every game against Arthur Smith, He'd be a hell of a coach because he's three and zero against Arthur Smith. <laughs> you know, hey, that's, that's the one coach we can walk away hey, from. Bro. Say, damn, Ron Rivera outcoached him, and it's not so much Ron Rivera outcoaching Arthur Smith. It's more so the Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith is out there getting himself outcoached. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. So if if we could play them every time with Ron, we would be fine. But again, I mean, it's good to see Jamison do that, man. But it just goes to show you these coaches, man. They, they 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 they're so reactive. They're not proactive. We would not see Jamison Crowder in this return game if Dax Mill never had to enter IR. Kunal, hey, first off, PCCIC, appreciate you checking in. Kunal, appreciate you checking in as well. Um, this is so funny because I I know this is how people are thinking, but we got we got we, before today we had twelve games left to go. We got eleven games left to go now. Um, he's <laughs> like people. So for those that listen to the audio, I'm sorry. Uh, Kunal said, "I'm not worried. I'm not worried about all the boneheaded decisions Ron and his staff make. They're all gone. Uh, end of the season. Um, look, man, uh, it's it's the truth. It's the hard truth. Um, 
but at the same time, I right, these some of these some of these plays and some of these decisions, like or, or some of these moments in games, like I, I it's hard to sit here and say from a from a, a a realistic standpoint when we think about it, right? Your offense stalling out in the second half, the way in which they did, like that just can't ever really happen. And 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 just to your point, Dre, and, and we said it like a thousand times, and, and I think this will probably be the last thing since we touched on Jameson. Um, like my thing is, uh, I don't know when we'll ever get that complete game. And and honestly, if you think about it, at year four, and maybe by the end of Ron's tenure here in Washington, like, are are we confident that we'll like even having one? Like the the fact that you didn't have one complete game. Like, do we count the game in twenty twenty against the Dallas Cowboys where they won forty one sixteen on the road? Or forty to sixteen. Do we count that? I'll take that. I, I take it. That's Thanksgiving. Hey, you know they went up there and did that thing. I'm not. Yeah, I'm gonna say if you <laughs> yeah, do, I'll that's fine. It. I'm not. I won't even argue against it if you if you do that. Okay, so we got one. We got one complete game. Um, a time where, you know, you ain't going up against Dak. You're going up against who? Who the hell they go up against? Because they knocked out Andy oh. Dalton too that year. <laughs> Probably Cooper Rush, I think. <laughs> Maybe Cooper Rush, man, or, yeah. or Ben DiNucci or something like that. Yeah, DiNucci, one of them bumps. Exactly um, so, so like you, you have these moments where you have like one complete game, and, and maybe it's, it's it's not even against like a, a team with full strength. Um, outside of that, um, you're, you're looking at a team where uh you start so strong in Atlanta, where things did look rough early on. Obviously, the way Washington, Washington allowed Atlanta to drive down the field on the 11 play, 75 yard drive to start their offensive game. Um, but you end up having a 24 to 10 lead um, and it looks shaky for 25 minutes of the game remaining on the game. So I think the good thing is, is, is knowing that Ron Rivera is aware of it. Um, I, I do think it's funny though, that he's, he acknowledges it damn near immediately after the game that um, it was an ugly win. Um, but I, I don't know if he'll ever really acknowledge like from a, a coaching or a staff standpoint, the role that they had to do or they had to play uh, with this. So I don't, I don't know, man. Um, I get what your point is. I'm saying all that Kunal. I get what you're saying. We still got 11 more games to go. Um, but there's going to be moments where we're going to have to dwell and discuss <laughs> like the, the, the mishaps with this team. And um, yeah, this was too close to call, but I guess a win is a win, bro. Shout, shout out to Atlanta. That's what you said, right? Dre? Shout out to, shout out to Atlanta. Thank you, Atlanta. <laughs> Thank you, Atlanta. There you go. Um, all right. So any we got any closing thoughts? Uh Dre, you got anything to say before we get up out of here? AJ as well. Y'all got the floor. Uh oh, just, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be real quick. Just wanted to say, man, game ball. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give it to KC Two Hill today, man. Cause I mean he bought I'm with out, you, I ain't yeah, <laughs> he stopped a couple of drives, man. I mean, he was all over the place, man. Like I said, that for a minute, man, and I hate doing this, I hate you know comparing players to their racial counterpart but i thought we had jared allen out there for a little bit (laughs) you know what i'm saying like he he was out there balling he was finishing his plays he finished the sacks made some big plays shout out to casey two hill that's my game ball for the day yeah i mean i think uh game ball wise i will probably go with uh you know the the guys that were able to create turnovers today and uh kendall fuller uh, ben St. Juice getting his first career interception. Same should have had Jamin. two. Yeah, same same with Jamin Davis. Um, I think those turnovers were were key uh, to this game, especially in the red zone when Ben got his because uh, they were in position to get points, whether it be a field goal or um, 
or a touchdown. Those were key interceptions uh, that gave them more momentum. And I'll also throw in a bonus, Jamison Crowder. Um, it's not it's not many times you see the special teams be special. And uh, <laughs> with, with that return that, you know, you probably should have scored if he was a he was like a couple years younger, that's probably six. But he put them in great field position and they took advantage of that and uh, and, and scored a touchdown off of that return. So I thought that was amazing because we don't really get to see that much as being Washington fans, uh, the, the days of like the, the Brian Mitchells and the uh, special team game doesn't exist anymore. So when you see it, it's a it's a big applause, like ball touchdown. If if Dax uh, if Dax doesn't get injured, you never see this type of return happen today. You never see Crowder being brought in. Uh, it's too much of a reactive uh, personnel and, and coaching staff. Um, and I think I man, I throw in another bonus, man. Curtis Samuel been he been playing solid, bro. Like His all seasons, he's been he's been. He's been four catches, forty-two yards in the touchdown today on four targets, yeah. four for four. He he's been who we thought Jahan Dotson was going to be within this offense, essentially. Like he he's been reliable with his hands. Uh, he he's kind of been a, a key person that that Sam has looked forward to on on certain downs. Uh, he he definitely gets active within the the jet sweep game. Uh, he even he even lined up under center today. Uh, and ran the ball up the middle. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely want to just give kudos to Curtis Samuel. I think he, he stepped up uh, big time this year and, and been a major contributor. But I'll, I'll say lastly before you go, Ma, that um, – yeah, Dotson hurt me, man. I don't know if you. I don't know if you. Oh, all that's where are, I was uh, headed. That's yeah, exactly where I was going. I, I was just gonna say I don't know if you all are familiar with the movie New Jack City. Uh, when Wesley Snipes' character had to kill um his brother Alan, well his quote unquote brother Alan Payne in the movie, but he's crying. He's holding a gun up to him and he's crying. And he's tears coming out his eyes. He don't want to do this. That's how I feel with Dotson. Like Dotson was my boy when we drafted him. Now I'm crying. I got tears coming out my eyes, but the gun is coming out. Like the gun is coming out. Dotson, you know, that drop oh, man was hurt because I want Dotson to get more I targets. Swear, it man. looked like I, he had six, bro. It looked yeah, like he had six. That was I think six. he knew it. I think he knew it. It was six, man. And I just got dropped big. it. Um, but you know, I don't know if it's an issue where he feels like he's one of those guys that needs to be involved to get going, but even wait, when you get your hands on the ball, you got to catch it, but he's just not involved in offense at all. Like, it just seems like he's completely just kind of a afterthought in his offense and that doesn't help him at all. Like dropping those easy catches and what you can do with a score on that. That's that's rough, man, and you got to wonder if Sam has kind of lost his confidence in him and it's kind of tough to see because that'll be another wasted first round pickup. So. I don't know. I guess I'll just add because I don't. I don't disagree with anything you said. I, I was going to follow up with Jahan, and, and I think that's that's spot on. Um, but the the crazy thing is, is like Jahan. I don't know how many. I think he's like. Let me actually double check. I got the numbers right here. Anyway, Jahan is second in the team on the team in targets, heading into the game. He only had one target against the Falcons. I mean, yeah, against against the Falcons. Terry was the leader in 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 targets he had 11 today against um the falcons and and i think for for jahan he he gets the opportunities in terms of targets right uh he gets enough comparatively speaking to the people on the team but um two things he can have more obviously sometimes the, the receiver does i'm assuming the quarterback doesn't see him where he actually just gets the bad he gets a bad ball um but then when you have moments where like he's had i think two or three bad drops on the season 
and and all of them could have been big plays. And I think that's where you look at like being able to be a game changer for this team. Like there's several games and several moments last year where you look at him and you're like, oh shit, like he little, but he a dog. Like red zone. I, I don't think that he's even getting the same type of looks that Scott Turner even utilized him in the red zone. He was and, and if you're talking about comparatively speaking, one thing from last year to this year is uh outside of maybe um Logan, like Jahan Dotson is your best red zone target. And and he's only 5'10, but that dude is a dog in the red zone. Like he just knows how to get open in that short area. And uh Jahan's not, I don't know, like the 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 whole full differences and, and things like that, but uh when you only have one target, but that one target is gonna get you 60 yards and a touchdown, ain't no way in hell you squander that opportunity, man. So I, I it's unfortunate. It's only one moment, and I don't want to draw it out to be something bigger because I know Jahan is he's gonna bounce back. But like it's it's like two or three times already where it's happened. It's only week six. That's it. Yeah, and I, I guess I'll wrap up and say uh, shout out to Jay Tyler for being in the comments and not knowing what the fuck he's talking about. Blind as a bat. AJ sick of the shit. AJ is sick of the shit. Yeah, he's sick of it, bro. He's sick of it, man. I tried to keep the peace. I, I figured somebody. I I wasn't the only one reading comments, you know. Uh, Al two said Dawson can make the adjustment. Um, how Mister Deep Ball to Terry two on the corner route. That is also that's actually yeah that was a big one. Um, that was a big one. Um, how I missed like three different times where Terry was open. And Terry, the best contestant catch artist in the league, put it on it. Oh, yeah, I, I got a question for y'all. What's I mean, up? It's, probably, it's not going to happen, but it would be nice if this team could add McCole Hartman to their wide receiver room. I I, I don't know, man. Dami Brown, it's like some some days they they route him up, like they scheme him open, and then the other times it's just he don't finish the play, man. Like he get he get an opportunity every game, bro. Every game you get an opportunity. Today was like, what in the world? Did you have alligator arms? Like, what's going Who's on? Who's talking about? Yeah, Diami, yeah. yeah, that one hand. He got held. Early in the game. Um, now, no, AJ is funny because I actually thought, why aren't those Diami targets going to a Jahan Dotson? But that was before Jahan dropped the pass, too. But I, I was thinking that, like, those are the targets you probably need to get Jahan involved on. But if it's not Diami, I mean, I think you can get the other receivers involved. Mitchell Tinsley, I mean, he's an undrafted free agent, but that guy, I mean, I think he got some skill. I think if you put him out there, I don't think you need to go out and sign a guy or bring a guy in. Just, you can replace a guy. I mean, they did that shit with Forbes. It's time to do it somewhere else now. And if so, if somebody else ain't working, hold everybody else accountable too. I would like to see Mitchell Tinsley get the, um, you know, his opportunity. I think he's been inactive most of the games um, to start the season, but he's a guy I do think can make some plays in the game, man. Yeah, man. Um, it's it it's looked, not. It looked like they trying to get some size at wide receiver because they worked out. They worked out some uh, bigger wide receivers this week. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 not a it's not a situation where like it it, it comes across as ideal in terms of, um, uh the 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 tight coverage thing, like the the coverage thing, and and just being able to see like from a playmaker standpoint, you only really have. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. I say this much. I don't know like what Diami's future is going to hold. And I'm, I'm actually, this is a, a, a bigger point 
for the rest of the, the receivers too, because you mentioned Mitchell Tinsley Trey. I don't know what Deami's futures hold, but um, if you're gonna utilize players in certain ways in certain situations, which is fine, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I gotta see ample amount of reps to to figure out like how good or how bad this person is, right? Um, Deami has consistently been a vertical threat for this team despite the coordinators, right? Um, excuse me, regardless, not despite, regardless of who the coordinator was, you had Scott Turner, they used him downfield, um, and Eric Bieniemy is using him downfield, although he is getting a little bit of um, some change-ups with Bieniemy as well, so that's good. But um, even with Curtis, like Curtis is excelling in his role with Bieniemy. Um, Terry is excelling in his role, but then you you see a little drop-off in, in some players, and that's where Jahan comes through. Uh, in terms of the explosive plays, Jahan's going to make some catches. He's going to make some tough catches for you. But, like, the explosive plays aren't necessarily there just yet. And and with 11 games left, um, you may see a little bit better. But it does it does uh, make you think, like, why are they bringing the receivers in? It might be special teams related. You did lose two, two of your guys, um, Jeremy Reeves and um, uh, 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 Derek Forrest, even though I don't think Derek played on special teams anymore. I don't know. I might be wrong. But definitely Jeremy Reeves. Oh, and, and Christian Holmes is hurt. So it will make sense for you to try to find some special teams. So uh, so maybe that's kind of the road they're going down. I don't know. Um, all right, last thing. I'll get, get through the comments and we'll get up out of here. Logan Slow is killing me. We need a tight end in the draft. Hey, a lot more games, brother. Um, I bet you teams will be lining up to get Deami and Shaq. I don't know about that. How to. Um, there's a lot of Deami's in the league. Respectfully, that's my boy, though. Um, we need a better tight end, Amani said. And he said, but Jahan wide open. Why is he dropping off? Um, it's situations, honestly. Um, he has been open several times, but uh, you can't really like every situation is different. So she says what it is, bro. Um, but that's gonna wrap it up for us. AJ, oh, I, you, uh, you unmuted yourself. Go ahead. You got, oh, you got yeah, I was comment. just gonna say one last thing uh to to everyone within the commanders fan base. If you could send out a prayer to Charles Leno and his family. Uh, for the unfortunate circumstance, uh, I thought some prayers are, are with you and your family. I know that's a, a, a challenging situation overall, uh, but I just wanted to end on that note and, and just let him know and our fan base, our community know that, you know, our prayers are with him and his wife and his entire family. Definitely. Shout out to Charles Leno, man. Prayers up, man. Condolences. There it is. Shout out to Charles Leno, man. Prayers to the family, Leno family. Um, yeah, that's that shit's rough. So I can't imagine what they're going through. Uh, and fellas, we're gonna leave it right there, man. Shout out to the to the skin. Shout out to or prayers to the Leno family. Uh, three and three. Uh, fellas, we'll be back on Tuesday, wrapping up this game and marching forward to the Giants. So yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for us, everybody. Appreciate y'all tapping in, tuning in live. Uh, we'll see y'all Tuesday, man. Peace. Damn, set, huh. Watch him throw the ball. We gon' pick it up. You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap or Die.